0: Spectre is the follow-up to 2012 Skyfall, but does it live up to all of the heavy expectations? I'm Mike. And I'm Darren. And this is Popscorn. On the Foul Entertainment Movie Review Podcast, and today we'll be talking about Spectre, the brand new 007 movie released on the 26th of October of this year. Uh, we saw it on the day it came out, as is tradition. We did. Did we see? We didn't see um, Skyfall together, did we? I was at university at that time. You were indeed. I was. So I How saw was it with... days. Oh, lovely days! Um, back when we weren't actually doing this, when that was the Dark Ages for us, because we've we've done podcasts on
1: movies either side. of me going away but you unfortunately I say unfortunately very fortunately went to York University and abandoned me but you came back and that's all that matters yeah and now we're doing this one but like James Bond you just kept coming back I know
0: and yes I seem to get younger as I get older (laughs) I'm always being handed lots of important (laughs) folders (laughs) there'll be lots of quoting of but his name is James Bond throughout this review there will be um, if you haven't seen that go and watch it it's awesome go
1: watch it on YouTube yes it's, it's fantastic Um. But what wasn't fantastic was Spectre. Oh, so we jump jumping straight into... Let's just go for the jugular. Yeah, okay. I, I... It was a very, 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 very okay movie. It was a safe movie. That That's the word I would use to describe
0: it. A film that... I won't say is formulaic, but had all of the elements of Bond that we've come to expect from the Craig era of Bond, to this its point, but tried to draw more from for the influences of the classic era, much like Skyfall did.
1: But doesn't pull it off nearly as well as Skyfall did. At no, all. I think I think, yeah, this is the most Bondy of the Daniel Craig Bond movies. The most like the others, and you can take that for better or for worse. It depends on you know whether you prefer the Daniel Craig version absolutely and totally to the old ones, or if you do like the old ones and miss the old ones a little bit. You, you take it for what it is. But yeah, they. It didn't do what Skyfall did, which was kind of play with those tropes and kind of change your perceptions of James Bond as a character and James Bond as a movie franchise. It kind of reverted back to form, which isn't a bad idea, but, yeah, they didn't pull it off terribly well, in See,
0: my what I normally do for pretty much any movie we go and see is I do actually read reviews. Um, there are some exceptions. I won't be reading reviews of Star Wars, for example, when Ooh. that comes out. Uh, I didn't read reviews of Avengers, because I knew I was going to enjoy it. And I purposely didn't read reviews uh, for Spectre. Mm -hmm. Because I'm starting to think that Skyfall was just a happy accident. A fluke. A fluke. Think about it. Skyfall was made in a time where it was the 50th anniversary of Bond. The previous film sucked dick. And, of course, they managed to get Adele, who at that time was the biggest female singer. Yeah. Both literally and physically. In the world... Pig. Sorry. Uh, but, yeah, that kind of, all uh, of that encapsulated out to this is a movie that we should get excited for. Then, yeah. of course, the difficult second album. That's what this feels like. Even though it's Craig's fourth outing as Bond, it feels like the difficult
1: middle child. Just before I forget, the Sam Smith song, God Awful. No, that is the worst part of the film, easily. It seems like Bond when the orchestra's going, but then he starts and it's just, it's, It doesn't even make sense in any way, shape, or form, but. Gain spectre into something is probably a little bit hard, but Adele managed it. So any yeah. Um When, when, like
0: when Sam Smith, who I, I suppose is probably the biggest UK-based star at this point that isn't in a boy band, can't get oh, One Direction doing the Bond thing. Oh, could would you, have been excellent. Could you imagine <laughs> <laughs> the best kill ever? No, um, <laughs> we won't dwell on that. So. That's the thing, that the bon- the opening to Spectre, I don't want to spoil too too much, uh, but the the bit before the opening titles is fantastic.
1: It's the best bit of the movie. It's the best
0: bit of the movie. It really got me hyped up. That singular tracking shot that takes about the first five minutes is brilliant. Very it's nice. It's wonderfully one. shot. And, okay, the visuals to the opening titles are really, really cool. Like, with all the squids everywhere. I really enjoyed it. I know it looked a little bit like it was going to go into "I've seen enough hentai" uh, situation. Tentacle point, yes, yeah. um, but it was really cool and really surreal. But then, <laughs> no, God, no, awful. stop.
1: Well, you can't just add violins to something and I make know. it a Bond theme. Well, back to your point of kind of of Skyfall being a happy accident. Mm-hmm. I don't think now this might be because. During the last three, I don't know if I was working there for Casino Royale, but I definitely worked at a cinema for both Quantum of Solace and Skyfall. They were big deals. We saw them coming from months away, and it was all anybody could talk about for that month following up to that movie. It was everywhere you went, there was Bond talk, especially with Skyfall. I don't know whether it's just because I've left my job at the cinema now, but I didn't get caught up anywhere near as much in the kind of hype train. The hype train
0: seemed to have arrived early. When they were announcing the casting, and when we found out that Christoph Waltz was going to be in the movie, when we found out that fucking Drax the Destroyer was going to be in the movie, that's when, for me, the hype seemed to have hit its peak. Yeah. And then since then, it's like, here's a trailer. It looks okay. Here's another trailer. It looks fine. The movie's out next week.
1: I didn't realise. No. Like... You didn't didn't get that with Skyfall. You had that hype. Uh, But that was predicated on... I was pumped to see Skyfall. Everybody was. It was kind of getting out there that, no, Skyfall's really good. All those people who saw it early and all the early reviews were incredibly positive. That never really happened. But the movie not getting momentum in the lead-up is kind of similar to the movie itself. There's never a lot of momentum. You never feel like it really kicks into, like, a... A higher gear at any point. It It just doesn't escalate. The
0: the the most high octane bit is either the opening or the car chase. Now, coming quickly back to what I was just talking about earlier, about that I didn't read any reviews purposely. Mm -hmm. Now, I normally can trust most UK film reviews. Like most of them are good. Most critics know what they're talking about. Yeah. But Empire and Marker Mode gave uh, Spectre gleaming reviews. Right. Really, really high rated reviews, and I don't know where they're coming from. I don't get it. No. So should we just should we just cover the bases and go over the, the stuff? So we've talked yeah, about that's, the that's opening. We've, t- we've talked about the opening, we've talked about the titles. Good Lord,
1: I wanted to slip my wrists. Well, let's just, if you don't know what the story is, this is essentially, not, I don't want to call it a closing chapter, but they're trying to sum up a lot of groundwork work that was laid in Skyfall, Quantum and Casino Royale, um, because Spectre is this basically shadow organisation. You can pick this all up from the trailers, I'm not giving anything away. No. They are a shadow organisation that runs a lot of things that have cropped up in those three movies. So there's a lot of plates being spun, a lot of loose ends being tied up, uh, and Bond is off books again, <laughs> trying to go after Spectre, because you know, he, he's basically had a, a dying wish from him to go and figure everything out. Uh, on the flip side, on the, kind of the subplot, is that they're questioning whether... The 007 program is actually needed anymore because of drone technology and all the other technological advancements and the greater international uh, what's it, intelligence sharing. Where it's going to happen, and that's where Andrew Scott,
0: yes, Andrew Scott. Moriarty,
1: yes, uh, who will henceforth be just called Moriarty, comes into things. He's like the new head of Joint Intelligence. He's trying to push for this kind sort of international body of intelligence things. And he's like, yeah, the 007 project is pretty much archaic. I'm going to do my best to shut it down. An interesting way to start things off. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to get back to the subplot because so I want to talk about that in a little bit greater detail. Um, yeah, I'd like to talk more about that because it,
0: it it does. What this film does is, to put it bluntly, squander the great characters that it does have in favour of doing an, a, sort of like an equal share, if uh-huh. you know what I mean. Uh, which is a shame because. I already like the side characters. I already like Q, for example. Yeah. And I'm glad that Q got more screen time, but we cut down on Andrew Scott and we cut down on Christoph Waltz to sort of subsidise that. Mm-hmm. It kind of even Bond kind of feels a little bit underused, and he's the main goddamn character. Oh, would not go that far. I, I, in, I think... in certain scenes, it kind of feels like they've they set up something to happen, and then very little happens. Okay. Well, the
1: the main body of the thing, Daniel Craig. He's never been my favourite Bond. He's still decent, though. He, he's good for the type of movies they're making. Mm-hmm. But, I, but So he's a good action star for these movies. I just don't see he, him as James Bond. I don't think I ever will. I don't yeah. think I ever have. He was fine in this. They're he's, trying the damnedest to make him act more like Connery. This is... Right. As a quick kind of of summary of how I feel about the two plots, The main plot, the Spectre stuff, that feels like a mediocre Bond movie. They're playing into a lot of the tropes. And that's what I'm saying. They're making Daniel Craig be more charming it's ludicrous how charming he is with the women in this. Yes. They go from naught to frothing in no time whatsoever for miserable Daniel Craig. I don't like you. You do like me. I do like you. My husband's died. <laughs> That's <laughs> a
0: shame, what a fuck?
1: Exactly. It's like, like, it's like the end of wedding crashes. He's turns to Will Ferrell. He's just crashing funerals. <laughs> no problem.
0: Hey, girl, what's up, you want the fuck?
1: <laughs> it's ridiculous. And I was like, but he's not, he's not Pierce. And no. Pierce seemed like... Pierce, was, Pierce Brosnan could do that. He yeah. can walk into any room right now and have sex with both of us right now. he like, yep, yeah, cool. Daniel Craig doesn't have that type of charisma. That's not what he does. But let's no. kind of shoehorn that in. There was a lot of shoehorning of Bond tropes into the main plot. And I think the reason I liked the subplot so much was it was more akin to what they did in Skyfall of subverting tropes. True. Of questioning very fundamental ideas about the Bond thing. It is right. It is kind of an outdated idea to have these jet-set international flipping crazy people running around with guns and destroying property and solving minor problems <laughs> um so yeah daniel craig fine yeah fine. He, he, fine i didn't like the charm they were trying to throw in but uh, again I, I don't have great feelings about daniel craig in any role what was the name of the f- oh, madeline swan she's yeah. the token Bond girl. Played by uh, Leia Seydoux. We won't go much into her uh, backstory because it's a little bit spoilery, but she was awful. My god.
0: Initially, it kind of seemed like she'd be no. interesting, but then they squandered it really
1: quickly. <laughs> she was the dullest Bond girl since Quantum of Solace. I was going to say, because so the, quiet, the one yeah. from
0: Quantum, what was her name? Olga Kurlenko? Olga or? She was, the one from Quantum of Solace was just terrible poe face. But then again, I can't remember the one from Skyfall. You know who felt like the biggest Bond girl in Skyfall? Judy goddamn Dench. She was
1: the Bond girl, essentially, in that movie. I don't think there was one. Um, If anything, it would be Penny in Skyfall. But, yeah, actually, um, it would be Moneypenny. But yes, she... she Which I'm okay with. I, I found her really, like... I don't mean to be rude and piggish like you were with Adele, but she has resting bitch face. <laughs> and she doesn't really emote anything other than mild and I'm annoyed at something. Like scrunchy face constantly no great range she's not funny she's not endearing she's just moany and stroppy and kind of stupid though you was funny and endearing though Q who I'm consistently liking more every time I see him the, again this is the thing while the subplot was better in my book M, Q and Moneypenny were my three favourite characters yeah, in this they, awesome. they actually showed range and growth and varying emotions like, and stuff like that like, I'm gonna call him Ralph. I can't call him Wraith. It sounds wrong. Ralph finds as,
0: Voldemort. As, Voldemort as M. Like started off the film as like basically Voldemort in a suit with a nose. Um, but then, like you said, he showed great range because we know he's a good actor. But mm-hmm. Ben Whishaw as Q, I still think is the greatest thing to happen to the series. Longer like, that far? No, he's brilliant. I, I as agree. Q, he's fantastic. He's got great comedic timing shown yes. in this movie. He does have a range, and he, I was the more and more I was watching him, I was like. Can I not get this guy as Doctor Number 13? Because I would love that so much. This guy can carry a movie. He saved this movie for me. I think he's really, really good. Money Penny, I don't remember the actress's name. That's really bad on my part.
1: Naomi
0: Harris. Naomi Harris, thank Whoa, you. Oh, that went that down. Ah, brilliant. Well done. I reached in and pulled in. Naomi Harris, yeah. Um. He's fantastic. Again, like you say, the three best characters, the three best things in this movie have Why nothing far? to do with the main plot.
1: No, they were all. Dealing with his subplot, But back over on the main plot, you had... Everyone was excited for Christoph Waltz. I was excited for Christoph Waltz. You were Waltz. excited for Christoph Waltz. I love Christoph Waltz. I was Waltz. excited for Christoph Waltz. Everybody was excited for Christoph Waltz. I didn't like him. Oh, no, I liked him. There just wasn't enough of him. I d- okay. I didn't like the character and some choices they made with the character. Okay, because he plays Franz Oberhauser in this movie. Yes. His first the first shot of Franz over, how the first scene when he's in the shadowy Spectre we can't have any lights turned on. Oh yeah. You know That was it, tense in Dracula's I love that. friggin' dining room. <laughs> that was his best scene. And he didn't say anything that would do any do much. He was just sat in shadow most of the time. That was intimidating. Then I was like, I believe this guy is the head of an evil organisation. Everything past that, Christoph Waltz was doing okay with what he was given, but it wasn't it didn't feel special not like he was phoning it in yeah. but that he was not adding many great quirks like we've seen him do with all his other roles like him and Django him and and him in Inglorious Bastards. they're two completely different characters a lot of quirks go on this felt more generic Bond bad guy it did feel somewhere
0: in between didn't it it wasn't as iconic as Hans Lander because even though Hans Lander is um, is a very charismatic and likeable person mm-hmm. at heart he's rotten because yeah. of who he is and what he does uh, his character in Django Unchained has that, well, not a redemption arc, but has this sort of mentor arc. He's like a Yoda figure, yeah, yeah. and he plays that really well. As, as Franz Oberhauser, as the head of Spectre, I'm, I enjoyed him. I thought he was good, but I felt like
1: he wasn't given a lot to work with. I think the script undermined his performance a lot. There was a lot of things that they kind of toyed to him. ...from the previous three movies... ...that would have been a more than enough material... ...to make you think... ...he's a bastard, I want to see him dead... Mm-hmm. ...they never really did that though... ...no because... S- ...Silver from Skyfall... ...was more intimidating... ...that's what I was going to say... ...he was crazy... ...Silver was very... ...nuanced... ...and different from whatever we've seen... ...whereas there were a million bad guys... ...like... ...he reminded me the most... ...of the bad guy from... Um, ...the world is not enough the kind of press magnate yeah. that was meant to be Rupert Murdoch-esque. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rupert Murdoch slash Steve Jobs. He reminded me so much of him because he was just generically evil. I was like, this is Christoph Waltz. Don't make Christoph Waltz generically evil. Give him some stuff. There's more stuff that happened that I I don't want to go into yet. We'll, we'll, we'll come we'll we'll into an territory, won't we? So, yeah, we'll get to that. Um, who else was that? Andrew Scott. Can we really talk about him without giving much away?
0: Well, yes, I think we can. I mean, I, I don't think the code name is giving much away. Really. C. C. Like, I, I I was like, where did that come from? Like, eh, okay. Yeah, Why is it called C? I don't know. Um, Chancellor? I don't, I really don't know. Uh, it's Maybe it's like M. Because what does M stand for? Master. Oh, and then Q quartermaster. Quartermaster. Oh, it's CB. Commander? I don't know. Ooh! There we go, Michael. There we go. But. Andrew Scott suffers the same fate that Christoph Waltz does, is he's not given enough to work with. No. Everybody loves Moriarty from Sherlock. Mm. Oh, okay, everybody at least has a strong opinion yes. on Moriarty from Sherlock. I personally like him. He, well, I, think I he's, find
1: him a little bit annoying in some of the episodes. Well, he's enigmatic. What is, he's it. I'll gear
0: that. Okay, He certainly brings something to the role. What did he bring to see that any other actor
1: couldn't have brought to see? Nothing. Nothing. Really, there was... No, you are right, he didn't really change the game on anything, but that is again, is indicative of all of Spectre. When he was announced,
0: it kind of felt like he was a scapegoat for uh, Christoph Waltz's character, because when Christoph Waltz was cast, and everyone was like, ooh, I know who he might be, mm-hmm. they are like, oh, shit, we need another good, another good villain. Uh, get the bloke from Sherlock. He'll do. We've got this guy as well, like, ooh.
1: And, and then all the focus was taken away, sort of. Yeah. He... He tried his best, hmm. but uh, the writing was on the wa- oh god, the writing was but, on, the wall. It oh, on the wall. Sorry, sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what Sam Smith was trying to tell us. <laughs> yeah. the writing's on the wall. He genuinely is this person. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, There's hidden meaning. Oh good. <laughs> Lord. Okay, well done, Such- Sam Smith. Fair play.
0: Um, <laughs> goes from a three star to a three and a half star. Yeah. <laughs> um He tried something, unlike Batista. It, we didn't. Who didn't? S- oh, he had one line. Shall I spoil all of his dialogue? Go on. Shit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was <God>. his <laughs> only line. He was... If his first th- appearance was cool, and his car chase is cool. I'll get back to the car chase in a second. He felt, if we're going down this path of reinventing Bond tropes, he felt very much like we need a Jaws-type We need character. an odd job, yeah. Yeah, we need a big, brolic dude just to come and beat up Bond. Because the type of bad guys that... Um, Frank Eberhard and C were, they weren't going to be a physical threat or really send an army after people. So you need just a big dude just to wallop on Bond. And Batista can do that, to be fair. Yeah. He's huge. Uh, but it wasn't like it was a. Well, no, but then, like, he wasn't iconic as
0: Jaws or as Odd Job. And that's. I kind of feel like the only reason just they told a hat. us. They told, the only reason they told us his name is so that we wouldn't go, is this guy Odd Job? I'm sure of it. I'm sure that's why they did it.
1: If he had a bowler hat, that would have made a lot of sense. Yeah, if he had a bowler hat, everyone do, would be like, it's our job! He did make me laugh at one point. There's a bit where he's getting in, in the car, in the Land Rover, in the Oyster to drive away. And he's kind of <laughs> looking at Bond. <laughs> yeah. but he's not, like, glaring at him. He's <laughs> kind of like, mm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look what I got. <laughs> <A> twat. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'll choice there, Batista. But There's there a it lot goes. of, sort of, like,
0: this is the movie of just strange looks and, and, and strange standing around not doing a lot. because We'll get to that. that the, we'll get to that in the spoiler-telling But, like, the first time that you see Christoph Waltz's character, other than the shadowy Dracula's yeah. dinner party, is uh, at this funeral at the start of the mm-hmm. movie. And literally, it's... Let me stare. I will stare now. Staring commencing, staring done. Might turn the head a little bit. That was Batista as well. It's like, might stare at this chap. Might give him a bit of a cheeky grin. Who knows? Andrew Scott, I'm going to stare at M. Yep. Staring the movie. <laughs> staring way to heaven. That's what they should have called it.
1: Well done, Michael. Yes. Very proud of you. Well, as for that car chase and the action in general, yeah, it does peak with the Day of the Dead Mexico setting. By the way, that flipping Bond's... Skeleton suit—that's going to be everywhere yeah. on Saturday and next year's Halloween. We're not getting away from that anytime soon. It, it did look cool, though. Commenting on the Mexican stuff and the locations in
0: general—that's two white people. We feel <laughs> yeah. the should talk about no, 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 no. Stuff. Like the Mexican setting, I know. like whoever does the locations and picks the locations for Bond movies from Skyfall and from Spectre um, deserves like a medal or End an award
1: because they're beautiful settings and it is a very beautifully shot movie Oh, not yeah. as good as Skyfall was, was breathtaking especially when they went up to Skyfall and it was all in the mountains and stuff. it's beautiful but yeah Die the Dead very very cool setting helicopter fight Probably the best fight in the movie, as far as I'm concerned. It was a bit of a dodgy C- CG, but other than that, it was okay. Well, the, the kind of, the anti-gravity effect of when the head... Well, yeah, but it was very obvious
0: that no, there the was that yeah. wasn't stunt work. Okay. Because it looked like the people
1: were made out of rubber. Like but, a but, but stuff was happening, there was tension. My problem with the car chase was there wasn't any tension. Oh, okay. It was beautifully shot, because they're driving around Rome. It's going to be nice to look at, but just kind of... There was no, like, ramming or, or really tense, like you know, we've got to get through this gap or anything. He was just... So what you're you're saying is it was essentially an episode of Top Gear. Essentially, it was like Jeremy Clarkson and James May were having a drive around Rome at night. (laughs) Essentially, there was no, like, real... Oh, Gavin Batista. I really want to just, like, cut in. Just like... Oh, cock. I did think there was... I was like, they're going to do an Italian job thing in a minute. They're going to drive around a tunnel or something. But no, they're just a bit of there is a funny joke in the car scene when he fixed the uh, there's like some switches and one of them just says atmosphere Yeah. and he fixed that and some music comes in <laughs> um, by the way that car is gorgeous oh the DB10 is oh, beautiful oh god it's beautiful it's, um, nice. and then he gets planted what was Batista driving a Lambo a Lambo or a, or a, a, a not Well, I'm thinking because um, it had the scissor doors it might have been no a Lambo. it was uh, oh, oh let's see, I can't think of the name there that's going to annoy it'll me. come back to you Pagani, I think it was the new Pagani. Oh, a new Pagani, yes. Oh, very cool. Any um, Hoozle. And the plane chase scene <laughs> in the mountains.
0: We'll come into what's wrong with it in the spoilers, but there is a plane chase scene in the mountains you've probably seen from the trailers.
1: <laughs> it's fun. It, it, it's. But it makes fun. no sense. Yeah. <laughs> and Absolutely none. And the last action scene left a bit of desired in my head, but we'll get to that in the spoilers. Yeah. Um. Overall, we can kind of start wrapping up now. We've given the the broad strokes. I must say, a very big criticism I have of this movie, there was quite a few points where I didn't quite know what was going on. I just kind of felt like it stagnated a lot. Like, there was a lot of points of nothing happening. Yeah, there's a lot of stories, especially whenever the Bond girl's involved. She she drags things to a snail's pace whenever mm-hmm. she's in the room. But I felt like, one, once or twice, I was genuinely like, right, I don't know why we're here. I don't know why we're going here on this train to do this thing. There's a lot of points. Skyfall had a few instances of that. But nothing as bad as this. Plus, if you hadn't watched the three previous ones, like recently, to refresh your memory, there's a lot of stuff that's just going to go.
0: Yeah. And you're like. Well, like, well like, like, Mr. White shows up in this movie. That's yeah. not a spoiler. He's in the trailers. Yeah. But if you hadn't watched the trailers and you went, who yeah, the fuck's this bloke? If you haven't seen
1: Quantum, you don't know who this guy is. They don't really give you much of a. No, they don't give much of a backstory on, on him at all. No. And he's very important to the plot, so you yeah. think they would have done that. But <laughs> no, if you I, I if you're gonna go watch it, which I'm I'm not saying you should avoid this movie, despite my problems with it. it, it's okay. It's not quantum. It's not it's better than quantum, then we make absolutely no bounds about that. It's nowhere near as good as Casino Rail or so, no. but it's no. definitely better than quantum. Um three out of five. Yeah. If not lower than that for me. It's substandard. if it if he's gonna err on one side it'd be more on the negative side of the freeze, but yeah. Um if you're going to go watch it, make sure you watch at least Skyfall. If not, watch all three of them because you may avoid a lot more of the head scratching than I did.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, what I'll say is that I just think it runs a bit too long. I think it's, it's oh, too goodness. long for its own good. Goodness. It is two and a half hours. It is the longest Bond movie ever made, as far as I know. And it feels long. There, there are a lot of points where it kind of felt like, oh, we need to make up ten pages. Let's just. Let's just send them somewhere for a bit. A train scene. Yeah, well, we'll come to that in the spoilers. Um, and there was just a lot of stuff that I thought was good, but that was overshadowed by so much of it, which was just average, or in some cases bad. Mm-hmm. In terms of where it li- lies on Daniel Craig's resume of Bond stuff, it's probably the third best Bond movie he's done. Yeah, because I with that. Quantum is dreadful, Skyfall is brilliant, and Casino Royale is a solid, solid effort. In fact... The, the more I think about it is Royale is just getting a better better movie it's with tighter more.
1: yeah that's the thing I feel bad, it was like because again they, they pretty much ignored the previous 20 odd movies and just made a, a concise little story and it
0: didn't end to date's welcome whereas, sure. whereas I think Spectre does that a lot
1: mm-hmm. it ends three times or four times
0: there, there's several points where it could have ended and it yeah. just keeps fucking going and going and when I'm in a movie and I'm going oh, come on wrap it up it's
1: not a good sign it's song. not a
0: good sign I want to leave wanting to see more. Yeah, and that didn't happen. I was happy with what I saw. It's still okay, like still better than Quantum, but it's by no means the the best Bond movie. As a retreading of You Only Live Twice, it does the job, mm-hmm. I guess. But it's nothing spectacular. No, Spectre is not a spectacular. Oh, I'm more. sorry. That was that was almost oh, as bad I'll as uh, that. that was almost as bad as orientated.
1: That, that no. one that you did from a couple of shows Borean. ago. I can't even say it anymore, but that's not do that it. was world class joke
0: Um okay. Spoiler territory. Spoiler alert Here we go. So the Let me worst out Okay, you get the list, okay, you you get the list but the worst kept secret in Hollywood.
1: <laughs> yeah, we have another Khan on our hands, basically. Yeah. I'm not playing Khan. Who are you on about? Who's this Khan I'm Khan now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically the same thing happened and just as we all expected the writing was on the wall. Yes. And Christopher Waltz is indeed
0: playing Blofeld. Yep, it's going with the full name as well. I thought maybe they'd like do like a modern reimagining, but no, Ernst Stavro Blofeld. Mm-hmm.
1: He's there in full force. Well, for the majority of the movie, he's Franz Oberhauser, but you kind of get the this is all a smoke screen. Yeah, they don't really. Franz Oberhauser has been
0: dead for years. See, I've seen him. He's not dead. Franz Oberhauser is dead. He is dead because he's
1: called Blofeld. Yes, exactly. They kind of they, they they did their best to kind of keep that smoke screen up, but it was obviously it was coming down and then they just blatantly blow it out the water by he captures Bond at one point and he's sat in this chair. I wanna speak about that chair in a moment. Yeah. And I think it's the first thing you see is a big white, fluffy cat, and you're like, Oh okay. <laughs> Here we go. Now the thing is, I have zero problem with Christoph Waltz being Blaufeld. Me neither. I like fantastic choice like of like being Blaufeld. It but it now felt like we had three quarters of a movie worth of a character that felt forgettable and was meant to be forgettable and that meant we couldn't see Christoph Waltz really hit the ground going now he is left alive at the end of the movie he is he is still alive and kicking he's in custody but he's alive so now I'm thinking next movie that's when Christoph Waltz gets to go to town and be Blofeld we hope he best lose his hair though I ain't bet Blofeld with no fucking hair Um, no. well the thing is Blofeld does have hair a lot of his... I mean, I
0: think it's only Donald Pleasant who was the original Blofeld who didn't have hair. Mm-hmm. Like, Telly Stavas, he had hair. Uh, Max von Sydow, he had hair. Like, a lot of the other people who played... But Blofeld. I want bald. Maybe
1: they're trying to distance him from Doctor Evil. Yeah, because... But they still yeah. gave him the big white fluffy cat and what's the other thing he had? The, oh, the, 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 jacket the jacket with no lapels. That and the scar down his face becomes a thing. That, that was gruesome. Really that was really good. That, was, that was, was lovely.
0: As they're doing the gritty bonds, I thought that... Seeing Blofeld get the scar, I thought if we get to see, like, because we d- didn't see Christoph's face properly and we only saw Half Lit Up every other time, I yeah. was like, oh god, he's gonna have already gonna have the scar. And then we saw him, I was like, where's the fucking scar? Oh, and no. they not?
1: and then they be, they give him the well, scar. I think that would have like, been yes. too much of a giveaway if he had it from the start, but no, it was very cool to see that happen. Um, so I'm now exi- more excited to see him moving forward with whoever we get as our next bond. More on that in a moment. Yeah. Um, do you want me to just go down the list, Michael? Or is there anything you want to specifically touch on right now? Uh, I don't think so. We'll go from the top. Okay. The plane scene. <laughs> now, Bond's in the mountains, and Madeleine Swan, the ship Bond girl, gets kidnapped by Batista. They're in um, uh, uh, Land Rovers, and there's like three of them. isn't There's there? three of them, yes. Yeah, yeah. Like a convoy. Bond gets a plane. For some reason. For some reason, he just had one in his back pocket, and he flies a plane after him. Bond's plan makes no sense whatsoever. There's a lot of that in this movie of plans making absolutely zero fucking sense. His plan is to chase down these cars with a plane. <laughs> it's not really explained how he intends to save the girl who's in the car. My, my favourite bit is the fact that he's... Surely Bond
0: being Bond would know that the only road goes through a thickly dense forest. Yeah, But he decides, after knowing he could probably pull up, and fly over the trees he's like no I can't lose them now fuck the you're wings you're in the
1: plane you can really avoid the trees more <laughs> importantly he
0: also didn't know that at the end of that thickly dense forest road was a sharp left turn yep
1: he completely forgot that he was hoping to just so, I don't know but this thing that unraveled the plan he blows up two of the cars <laughs> without really trying to they just kind of hit him and then go I was like so what stopped him blowing up the third one <laughs> then he crashes the wings come off and he's kind of Bowling down a hill. At this point, he can crack the door open, jump out the plane and just say, right off, save her another day. No, he decides the better plan is just to carry on bowling down the hill in an <laughs> out control fucking metal tube. think This can't possibly go wrong. <laughs> and then somehow, to be fair to him, somehow he does actually end up saving the girl. Yeah. Through complete happenstance that I think doesn't Batista he, just crashes. He, like, knock the
0: car over <laughs> with the
1: plane? Yeah. And somehow. Batista goes shooting at the back. Oh, First of all, Batista is lying on the body. And Bond doesn't think for one second to use one bullet to put it in the back of his head just to be sure. He doesn't follow the zombie land rules of double tap. He just goes, "Nah, he's probably dead. He's killed everybody else <laughs> conclusively." But he's like, nah, he's probably dead. Come on, woman, we've got some shagging to do. Um, so that was that. That mate, it was fun. It was a fun scene to watch. It just made no sense. That is true. Uh, we've touched on tentacle porn. <laughs> yep. Yet the breaking down of the Double program was. My favourite part of the movie. Yeah. he played on an old trope and changed it up, like they did with Bond being older and a bit beat up in Skyfall. It was a nice touch. Now, Moriarty... I knew he was going to go evil because he's Moriarty. Yeah, in the cards. Yeah, you were right. He was kind of squandered. He didn't really get much to do as a sub-villain. He was just a bit of a bastard.
0: And then at the end, his 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 story is basically
1: sorted. There's no reason for him to come back. He is a squandered. Well, this thing, he gives... he. He makes a good opposition for M and gets to get those three side characters into it more. And that's playing upon Bond chops because M, Money, Penny, and Q were usually in the first 20 minutes and then Bond would be off, you know, gallivanting around the world. You'd never see him again. I'd like that they're bringing him more in as, like, supporting characters. That's just good for longevity mm-hmm. if you can actually use these characters wisely. Um, my big problem with Blofeld, after the reveal, anyway, I think he was too techy. I get what you mean. Here, I wanted, in my mind, again, this is playing on my stereotypes of what Bond is. Blofeld is your Machiavellian, Master of Ceremonies, Moriarty-type geezer who is untouchable because he's got all these people in front of him and all this control and all this power. Now, that started to do with this Frank Oberhairs, especially in that first scene. That's when I felt like, yeah, this is the guy in charge of a lot of shit. Then he just became evil Steve Jobs and uh, he's, t- he's, t- he's got a little iPad that he's playing on and he's got some weird dentist chair with drills <laughs> for digging in the head. A cool idea for a different villain, I felt. Yeah. I could see someone like C doing that but Blofeld's meant to be this mastermind. Blofeld's this... not supposed not really supposed to lift a finger but that doesn't really fit in with the whole... No, he didn't, really. exactly. So he's not someone who's going to punch you in the face and this is more of his style of like taking a back seat and let some thing else do the job but it just felt like... That's not Blofeld, he didn't ever, at no point did I feel like, yes, other than that first scene, I no point felt, yeah, this is the man in charge of Spectre, in charge of Quantum, from the Quantum Souls movies, who somehow employed Silver. that was another thing they didn't really do. They're spinning a lot of plates in this movie, because they're trying to basically conclude four movies at once, Yeah. and get all these loose toys that didn't really tie together, Too tied together, but they didn't really... Tied together all that well. They also didn't explain
0: how Judy Dench's M, who does appear in a cameo, like a posthumous cameo, if mm-hmm. you will, because her character is dead, um, how she knew to hunt down Oberhauser. How she knew about Blofeld. That's,
1: a very good point. That's not explained. You no. think she maybe she bring that up as his home was literally being blown up? No, I didn't, because I didn't watch any of the three previous movies. I'm not entirely sure how Silver from Skyfall ties into all of this. I completely forgot what the guy from Quantum looked like. Mr. Green. Um, and again, I can't really figure out who. I think Sheaf was just a pawn, basically. Yeah, he wasn't that, an important you, Yeah, Lashief kind of felt like the setup. Guy. So there's a lot of. They show lots of pictures of Lashief, they show lots of pictures of Silver. They're all trying to. They're all colours, by the way. I know. It's white, green, silver. Anyway. So they're all trying to pull that together, but they never really go whole hog in that. They're just half it and that's just not the way to go about it. Either I completely ignore those three movies and just tell a new story, vaguely hint at them, or do a very thorough job of explaining Silver was under my control. Even better, all three of those actors are still alive. Why not get them to shoot like one-off scenes where, you know, they're at that table and Blofeld tells them to go and do what they did in those movies? That would have been a cool scene. Yeah, because without the presence of Spectre in the Bond quote-unquote
0: timeline in the quote-unquote Daniel Craig timeline
1: mm-hmm.
0: you've got you, you've got Silver who kind of feels just like an off-the-rails anarchist he felt like Joker yeah, he felt like just... Joker and that's what made him so intimidating but yeah. now we know he was just a pawn so we're like well okay there's got to be a bigger bad up the ranks and Yes, I can believe Christoph Walter's Blofeld, blow fell but he just wasn't given a script
1: that helped him out I think yeah I know that Christoph Waltz can play that character and hopefully will do in the coming movies because it seems like he's sticking around. Hopefully. He's didn't get done in this movie. But then, then again, he's, he's back in Tarantino's new movie and he'll probably do more Tarantino movies. Is I mean, he in Flight? Just... Yeah, of course he is. Oh, I didn't, I didn't see him in the trailer. I'm pretty sure he is. We had the trailer for that, didn't we? That, that was cool. That, that, that was cool. Um, oh, yeah. Um, there's some stuff right near the end. They get taken to a desert base. First of all, they're on a train. No, oh, reverse that. They go to this hotel because Madeline Swan's dad, who was Mr. White, tells them to go there. They find a secret room. In there, there is a satellite image of this place. They just decide to go there. They don't know what the fuck it is. It's just there. And, okay, we'll just go there. So they go on a train. Oh no! What they do is they find there's a picture of it and there's fuck all there. And then he puts it on, on the computer. and he goes, "Hang on, who's built a base in the crater? Let's go." Okay, I may have missed that. They go on the train. They get to like this little. They get off the train at some point, and there's like a little thing, like a little structure. They stand there, and a car happens to come to them. Yeah, that's their plan. It's like, <laughs> it's like you. So your plan, James Bond, was to stand at this little City structure in the middle of a pissing desert and just wait for something to happen. <laughs> <laughs> that's not great long term. Just be not even start walking towards
0: the place. Also, and the car can't maybe go, you'd isn't? think because they were just standing there. Maybe you'd think, Blofeld, bleem, blowfeld. I was thinking, hang on, James Bond is in the middle of the desert with no help, no backup, I don't know. nobody knows where he is. And I've been wanting... Yeah, I've wanted to kill him for years. Send a guy with
1: a gun. Sniper rifle. Sniper 50, rifle. Fifty miles out, could bang dead, right? How did Blofeld know they were coming? <laughs> they didn't message ahead Say sorry, dearie, we'll be there at four <laughs> o'clock. Why didn't Blofeld allow them to just go into a room and see Do you think Blofeld down? was
0: just sending that guy every day? Like look, <laughs> just in case. Look, I need you to go out there, I'll pay you. Just I need you to look we'll reimburse your fuel. Look, yeah, can, don't you just worry. Need to go
1: out you there. You just be my driving Miss Days you just keep you be my Morgan free and just keep driving round and round <laughs> this little old car. So why did Blofeld let them just come into his hotel and just basically like have a bed for the night and stuff? That was none of Blofeld's plan at that point made any sense. Oh my favourite bit by Blofeld.
0: Come and look at my meteorite! Yes, it is a fine meteorite. <laughs> anyway, let's go. I need
1: to get a big scar. Yeah, he just... He plays. He talks about how he created the crater, and there's a bit of babble, but isn't this cool? Moving on. <laughs> yeah, it's not even foreshadowing the like it's a into, shit
0: like, ma- like maybe it could have gone like ultra camping. It's like since meteorite, I got a big fucking one up there. I'm gonna crashed into the earth for no reason. But it didn't go. To, it was just like it is a nice meteorite.
1: I enjoy it. Cool. <laughs> um, what else was that? That stuff. For- yeah, let's just talk about. Oh right, the bit at the end. So they've rigged up the old MI six building to to blow. Um, because it's... You know, um, we, we need to reuse the same exactly. set piece twice. It only blew up once, let's blow it up again. Because he's a Bond villain, that's just how they think. Yeah. So, both held us the usual, you can either save yourself or save the girl. Of course he's going to save both. He runs, finds the girl. Oh, shit, she's tied to a bomb. He gets the bomb off her. They're like, right, do you trust me? Yes. They then jump down a big hole. That just happens to have a big old net at the bottom. How the fuck did James <laughs> Bond know there was a
0: big old net there? The thing at the is, there was a shot of him looking up and around, and it was shot through this net. I was like,
1: well, that just takes all the tension out of this scene. But I hadn't seen it. that, that hadn't registered to me. I just oh, saw. I was like, Bond just jumped at the and there just happened to be a net there. I was like, "Also, that's <laughs> that's It appears that <laughs> the Blofeld had set
0: up. They, they were standing in what looked like a fucking kiln it's a big big room and he'd somehow managed to set up the highest wall of bulletproof glass I've ever seen <laughs> he got to work just so they could have the, the spectre appearing in the
1: yeah. as all it was for yeah. other than
0: that he was just hanging out behind some glass now you glass. think he
1: would have checked for big nets in his yeah. plan to kill everybody he would have made sure there was no big giant net or some crash mat or a trampoline lying around yeah. <laughs> But apparently that wasn't part of his Oh, look, a safety harness and some bungee cords. <laughs> his plan was instead to hover in his helicopter next to the giant building that's meant to explode, just so he had a chance to give Bond a chance to yeah. kill him. So we could watch it explode and then go, okay, I'm going there. This is the thing they've avoided. They've avoided having, like, because, you know, everyone plays on the joke of, oh, I'm going to soliloquise for ages and then you're going to shoot me. I'm going chan- to reveal my master plan. They've avoided that in the first three movies, but in this one, Blofeld does reveal his master plan and then allows Bond time to solve it and to capture him by being a crack shot with a pistol and bringing down the helicopter with <laughs> yes, right. one bullet. Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> got it. They're <laughs> yeah, not even like a bullet hole. He miss, 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 miss straight to the engine. <laughs> um, so that made no sense. And finally, right, this last point on the list the ending the actual yeah, ending the actual the, the final ending the elevator's coming down at this point Q's in his new lab there's talk of 009 coming to see him in high school it seems like James Bond is going to go leave with his new love of his life because that happened because took three days and they were in love with each other the elevator's coming down did you think we were about to meet the new Bond no Okay. I, I did I got a little excited and thought, either right, this is either going to lead to the next Bond, we'll we'll see him, but Bond will introduce him, or he's just going to be in the elevator and it's going to be I'm I'm James Bond now.
0: Well, that would give give root to the theory that that James Bond is a code
1: name, which that is is the, just a theory. That is the Bond trope I want the most to be addressed and to be confirmed, because the, if we take if we take everything prior to Craig, Daniel Craig as one thing that scenario real is the reboot that it kind of was the the hard if you take it not as a soft reboot as a hard reboot for the franchise it then makes sense because they made daniel craig out to be his name is actually james bond okay his name is james bond and he likes to get plastered okay because they <laughs> went back to skyfall they saw his birth certificate bangs heaps he of bitches because he's a smooth bastard. bastard he is called james bond he could come in and say i'm off with we've Madeline Swan. Toddler, I told her I her. Now I'm going to fuck Madeline off back to London, London on my, my jetpack. That's how I roll. It seemed, I thought he's going to come down and say, Kio, I'm giving up the life, but the name James Bond means something. Spectre still has to be taken down. If he'd have just said the name of James Bond will live on, and then he went, dun, dun, dun like yeah. that would have worked. James Bond is bigger than I am. Dun, dun, dun. And then he said, and here's Idris Elba. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were going to meet him. We didn't. I thought we'd meet 009, at least. I thought. Well, we isn't gonna... that a, a trope though that we never meet 9 O Nine? I'm sure that that's a, wasn't, a trope. Right in Goldeneye, mm-hmm. wasn't? Um, uh, da, 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 um, guy who dies in a Sean Bean. Wasn't Sean Bean 009? No. Or was he 006?
0: No.
1: He wasn't Double i I'm going to look that up. Wasn't he a past Double No, no, no. He was a current. He was on the number of between... Oh, was he? I, I will find that out. So, yeah, that... I was hopeful. Because it's obvious this is Daniel Craig's last one. You think? Unless they throw all of the money at him, this felt like a closing chapter for me. They wrapped up all four of his movies.
0: I think that there'll be one more, and I think there will be a Sam Mendes trilogy. I think that's what's going to happen. I think our, our next Bond will possibly be the end of Craig's Bond... The end of the Christoph Waltz Blofeld and Sam Mendez's last directorial stance with Bond. And from there I think it will be the definitive end of the Craig era. And then you'll reboot it again and you'll give it a few years off. You'll let you'll let the dinosaurs and the space wars have their fun and then you will
1: come back to British spy movies. Although you have got Kingsman two coming up, so you know. See, I don't think Bond has never taken a substantial break. Really, there was a bit of a gap between um T Dalt and Pierce Brosnan, but that was it. I don't think there's going to be any stopping. No, I think there's a decent enough gap between um Dying of the Day and
0: and okay.
1: I suppose. F- five, no, I four, four years, three, was it four? two. I thought it was doing a Thunderbirds. No, I think um, it's either five or four years between okay. the two. No, I think it's making too much money. They have got Spectre has gone down okay. Every negative scene side, we're in the minority it seems, Most people are enjoying it. I think they're going to want to capitalize on that momentum and keep it going. Daniel Craig, I've seen an interview where I'm... I don't know if he said it definitively, but he heavily hinted, no more Bond. I'm done. I'm good. And I'm good with him being done. Most Bonds do four movies or five movies. Pierce Brosnan did four. Dot did two. Roger Moore, I think, did them... Roger did seven. And Sean Connery did six. George Lazenby did one. So I'm okay with it being passed on. It feels like a nice ending as much as a James Bond movie can be an ending and we can move on. We can go, we've got Blofeld set up. They've messed with a lot of Bond tropes so the codename thing could be a thing. We could have Idris Elba, that's all I'm trying to get to here. <laughs> really Elba. Um, if it is Daniel Craig's last one, just to kind of close in a nice question, who do you want to be the next Bond? I haven't thought about it to be completely honest. I don't think there's, there's really... As much as
0: British stars are everywhere in Hollywood right now, I mean, look at... Isn't all three of the new Star Wars characters, aren't they all British? Because John Boyega's British, Daisy Ridley's British, Oscar Isaacs, is he British? I don't
1: think Oscar Isaacs is British. Oh, well,
0: it's two out of three. You've got Taron Egerton, who's now doing Kingsman 2, yep. another spy movie. Mm-hmm. He's British. Our new Peter Parker is British. For God's sake, like the British people are everywhere. Yeah, Hiddleston, like he's just he star. doesn't come a batch sh- yeah in the works everybody Mike Freeman's getting about now I know <laughs> uh, who uh, so there's no real because we've we've come to the point where the British invasion has and we're dominating know, we're dominating where the most talented Hollywood actors are more often than not British yes I don't feel I could see anybody the good thing about Daniel Craig
1: was is the only thing I'd seen him in before Casino Royale was layer cake very good point. He did kind of come in as a blank slate. Same thing with Pierce. He hadn't really been. He'd been misdated for it, but that yeah. was
0: about it. And this is something that, again, I'm going to link it back to Doctor Who. For some reason, um, we didn't know who Matt Smith was at all. No. He was basically an unknown quantity. Um, which is, which is obviously like after Matt Smith left and we got Peter Capaldi, people knew who he was. Mm-hmm. I feel like that. And, and I want to like not that this has got anything to do with
1: James Bond, but I'm actually really not. You're enjoying going to turn my James Bond review into a. F- no, no, I'm, I'm just going to say that we out. got
0: somebody who we knew and it's not been as good. But is that down to writing or down to Capaldi? Down to writing. And that's a thing a problem I can see happening with Bond. We're going to get a known actor
1: as our next Bond and the writing is not going to improve. Well, they could go unknown. I hope they do. I've heard some people say they want Statham and I'm just like no, no, he's not James Bond. Statham is not no. I know who I want especially after seeing his last movie. It, Elba. I want Tom Hardy. Oh, Tom Hardy. If I can't get Idris Elba, who is my number one choice, I want Tom Hardy. I think Tom Hardy could be a very good... After watching he him He has in, uh, more... I've seen him in Legend as playing... Whichever one wasn't the crazy one. Ronnie? No, Reggie. Now, Ro... whichever he one He plays both, so, you know, it doesn't the matter. The one that wasn't crazy, he had a lot of charm in that. He has more of the traditional Bond charm than Daniel Craig has ever had. But here's the thing. Tom Hardy is max now. He's, he's doing at least two more Mad Max movies, which I'm... Ambivalent about. Benedict Cumberbatch was Smaug and Sherlock and Khan and Doctor Strange. This is the Good this point. is the this Good is point. the year of this is the 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 time frame of everybody being everybody. Multiple people. <laughs> Chris Pratt could stand to be the face of Jurassic Park and um, Star Lord and Young Indiana Jones, etc. 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 Doesn't matter anymore. You can be in as many as you want. Tom Hardy's only got Mad Max. He's true. Not true. in a superhero franchise he's not well he was Bane well he was Bane but I mean that's not he's not a hero is what you're saying he's not signed up to make any of the big franchise movies I think Tom Hardy would be my choice again they're probably going to go with someone lower down the pay scale to begin with and introduce Evers Bond but yeah if I had my choice if I had my choice I'd have Idris Elba if I can't have Idris Elba I would want Tom Hardy Tom Hardy is a good choice I like it I think he'd do very well It's very cool okay then Michael I guess it's time to wrap up then Bondage Hey, <laughs> feel free to plug uh, right you can follow me on twitter at theguttridge um, you can also go to my website uk. this week we have my full written review for Spectre which you can go and check out uh, we're going to have the review of Assassin's Creed Syndicate probably next week because I have a big article going up Friday the top 25 movies according to a person who got C in his A level media studies <laughs> It's taken me a while to write this list, Damn so I, I do hope you enjoyed. Um, mm. Are we talking like um, oh, those top
0: thirty? Actually, I'm top top, top thirty of your favourites or top critic of like crit- will critically critically analysing the movies
1: or my favourite? Movie still, movies. your favourites, yeah. I get. It. I bet I could still spoil number one, but I won't. Everyone knows what number. Yeah, one is yeah it's not five. The top five isn't difficult. No. Um, no. But yeah, that's what you can check it this week on the Gucci's like Fantastic. You can, of course, log on to
0: FoulEntertainment.com, where you can actually go and read our newest thing of news shorts. We are now entering the news short, well, the new short parody uh, in the vein of Cracked, ClickHole, etc. Um, ClickHole? You've not been on ClickHole. They do a lot of stuff uh, like up, we're doing. But in my opinion, we do it a lot better. Of course we do. Yes. So you can go and do that. That's fantastic. Don't forget to log on every single day in November, because we are doing a 30-day challenge to upload
1: one piece of work every day in November. Because we're known for our reliability of posting. We really are. (laughs) (laughs) This is our first review since Ant Man. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sorry, people. Well, we could have done The Martian, but you were just. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. There's a lot of movies coming out between now and the end of the year. We can pick things up. But of course,
0: after the the month of madness, after the 30 day challenge in November, we will have Star Wars
1: week. I cannot wait for Star Wars week. It's going to be good. Any excuse to talk about, oh, God, it's going to be
0: fantastic. Fantastic. It, there's a lot of content. Of course, you can go on Twitter at alfellent, facebook.com forward slash foul ent samecloud.com forward slash foul ent You get the picture. Whatever it is with foul ENT. Thank you very much for listening and we'll see you in the next Popscorn. See ya